Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. I'm ready. Want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, when it grind. Yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. It don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies. Make money, make money, money, money. I want to find a thing to save my life. So I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me. No, it ain't over for me. Okay, let's go smoke that joint. What up, what up? What is going down, everybody? Here we go. First installment of the debates, and we're going to be talking about none other than Tom Brady. And before I bring my man Mike on here, I just want to let everybody know that Mike was not one of those guys who said that I don't know shit about football. We were going back and forth in the group, um, you know, with all the debates. So everybody who's in there right now who may be on my side or the other side, it doesn't matter. Just so you know, Mike's a good guy. We were going back and forth. And he's the only one who actually was down to come on here and debate. So I just want to throw that out there before I bring him on. He is not one of those guys. Uh, for everybody who we were talking behind the scenes about. So let me uh, let me bring Mike on here. There we go. What up, bro? How's it going? It's going good, my man. Thanks for having me on uh, to debate Tom Brady. <laughs> there we go. Can't wait. Let's see. We got a bunch of people in here right now. Oh, Derek got in here first on some eyeballs up there. And Micavelli said 15 minutes. It's going down. Yep. And smoke a bowl before we get in starting because I know you're in the 420 crew and uh, we're going to have some good times. Brandon, what up, bro? Facebook user said, what up, what up? If you're on Facebook, um, make sure you look in the description of the video. There's a little StreamYard link so your name can pop up. Um, oh, there we go. <laughs> All right. Now, now I can. <laughs> And Micavelli's already thrown out there. Brady's the goat. There we go. <laughs> and Brandon, Tom Brady, a goat, smells like one. <laughs> 
Antonio, what up, bro? <laughs> Stu, what's going down? All right. I'm going to smoke a bowl with the 420 crew. Let's see if some other people start showing up here first. If you're not Sounds subscribed good, on YouTube, if you're not subscribed on YouTube, um, do me that favor, guys. Go subscribe on YouTube, Fantasy Football Hustler. Uh, Twitch as well, Fantasy Football Hustler. Help me get my numbers up there, guys. We're broadcasting on Twitter. We're broadcasting on Facebook. Um, we got some people that are that are showing up, so I like it. And Antonio shouted out, what up, what up, everybody? And here we go. Patrick, yes, Brady is the GOAT for sure. Throw those opinions in right now. Let's just get him out of the way because I want to see if I change anybody's opinion on that where you say he's the clear-cut GOAT or not. So go ahead, throw it in the chat right now. Let's see how many people say that Brady is the GOAT or not the GOAT just before we even get started. <laughs> There we go. Facebook uses so I'm going to smoke a bowl before. Man, this is my type of place. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and what were you what are you drinking on there over Mike? I saw that you I saw that you had a, a it looked like a cocktail in your hand. It is. I got a I got a mango margarita. I'm out at a Spanish tapas restaurant right now in the back. <laughs> nice. <coughs> Hell yeah. <coughs> And here we go. Brady's the GOAT, no question. Patriots for life. Always grateful for what he's given our organization. Okay. So I'm just going to start it off on that note. Because everybody thinks that I'm a Brady hater. I don't hate Tom Brady. I'm just saying that he is not the GOAT, the greatest of all time. When it comes to accomplishments in the NFL – is going to take a long time for people to catch the type of numbers that him and Drew Brees kind of threw up. I mean, one of my main arguments against that is they literally changed the rules, you know, in the first half of his career. Now, nobody else benefited from anything like that. Now, if we go back, your Bradshaws, your Elways, your Montanas, you know, some of the guys who could be in the GOAT consideration, I – I think Montana's the GOAT. We're really here to talk about Brady, but I'll get into that later. But they didn't have the benefit of having the rules like Brady had changed for him. So that that's my argument, at least for that. He is the most accomplished quarterback of all time. But that's one mark against him in mind as the greatest of all time. Like his career went to what it is right now because of the rule changes that were literally made for him. I mean, it benefited everybody, but those rules literally got changed because of him. That, that's my first point. Fair enough. You know, it was a different era, different game. But what he's accomplished, you can't take against him for playing in an era where he played by the rules. And if you take the rules he played by into consideration, look at the competition. Nobody else playing in the era that he played has ever remotely come close to doing or accomplishing what he has. You know, take Montana out of it. Take early early guys out of it nobody that played in the same era that he has has come close to doing what he has so it's just he separated himself from the pack in his era i i agree yep and uh you know if we were strictly talking about the era that he played in like yeah you would have it like all day if we're going to talk about the rules, because that's something you just said right now, Brady and Belichick, they do not play by the rules. And that is something that I will bring up time and time again. And everybody will, will uh, 
the argument that I hear against that is everybody's cheating, you know, and okay, like everybody may be cheating, but why have the Patriots gotten caught more than anybody? Like, why did Brady destroy his phone, you know, and just take the four game slap on the wrist, you know, like little things like that, that, that makes me question the greatest of all time, because I mean, if we're talking about back in the day, you know, maybe Montana and Jerry Rice, you know, using the stick them. I mean, that's when that was, I mean, literally when everybody is doing it, you know, that's one thing, but I don't think 100% of football teams are spying with cameras on other teams and they literally got caught in 2019. So it's not like that stopped. And I don't know if everybody is deflating balls, you know, or doing things like that to the, to the equipment that both teams have to use. Yeah, you got a very valid point. I'm not going to sit here and try to defend the fact that they got caught, you know, videotaping other teams. They got caught straight up. You know, that cheating, it's not right. The deflate gate, I will, you know, dive into because I do believe that's kind of BS. They had no scientific proof based on what happened. It's just the Patriots will do a different standard. You have all the other teams in the league that are upset and mad that they keep winning and they came at them. If you look at the rule book, deflated footballs, if it was proven, which it wasn't, was a minor equipment infraction, what which should have held a $5,000 penalty. But since the Patriots being the Patriot, they were held to a different standard. Tom Brady got a four-game suspension. We got a $1 million penalty, and we lost the first-round draft pick. Okay, what happened the next year? We won the Super Bowl again. You want to rest Tom Brady for four games so he's – Arrested next season. See what happens. <laughs> and that totally did help him. Resting him, like for sure. Like even for fantasy purposes, Tom Brady was a fucking steal of a deal that year for sure. I mean, he did kind of fall flat in week 16. Um, so that kind of sucked. But he was a steal of a deal if we're talking about fantasy for that year. Now, that's just one of my arguments. You know, I mean, the cheating, I know that. Maybe baseball is a little bit more like aggressive against cheaters and things like that. I mean, so maybe that's one of those things to where in football, maybe people don't care as much, you know, if someone's cheating or not. Cause I mean, some people still think if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> true. True. So as, as far oh. as you're concerned, since this is the goat debate, what metrics do you consider most important when deciding who the goat is and why? I think a lot. I don't want to. I don't want to say that the the goat debate should not come down to who has the most rings, unless it's going to be that across like the standard of of all sports. Because in basketball, it's something different. In baseball, it's something different. In golf, it's something different. Hockey, it's something different. So. That's where it's, I. It's true because Bill Russell, Bill Russell's got eleven, and nobody ever talks about him. <laughs> never, never, and he sh he's ever, usually ever. not even. <laughs> usually not even in the debate. Like it's usually Jordan, no, no. LeBron, and Kobe, and that's. I, I mean, if you ask most people, that's usually who the three would be in the goat debate. One of those three would be the guys brought up more often than not. So that's why I think that. Football shouldn't just hold the standard like who had the most rings and that's it. I think that it, it, it comes I, down to who showed up. Go ahead. I was going to say I, I agree with you because when you debate who's the best, it comes down to what metric 
picks here, judging that off of into each his own. You know, if somebody wants to rank it off of just rings, then yeah, it's it's a closed case. But when you factor in other variables, you know, it's an open discussion. So I know you factor in a lot of different variables, which is why I want to know which ones are important to you so that we can discuss the tangible, not just the ring. A lot of the things are, are coming through in the in the big games, the playoffs and the Super Bowl, for sure. The the defense that Tom Brady has always had, like pretty much every year of his career. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I mean, you know, it's hard to say that that's a knock against him because it's all a team. But whenever he took pay cuts, the, they beefed up the defense. They never beefed up the offense with that money that he was taking pay cuts, you know, from. Which, in the grand scheme of things, wasn't that much. But even if it's an extra player or two, or keeping an extra player or two, like he has been very, very spoiled with like pretty much some of the best defenses that we've ever seen win a Super Bowl. So I'm not going to disagree with the fact that the Patriots have had a lot of strong defenses over the course of his career. Without a doubt, they have. You know, that's one, you know, point that you continually go back to, which, you know, is a fair point. Um, I went back to research year by year how the defense is ranked. And most, almost a year, they had a top 10 defense, top three defense, top five, top seven, number one defense. But the thing that I found interesting is the 14 out of the 20 years Tom's with the with Patriots, they had a higher ranked offense than they did defense. So if their defense was ranked three, their offense was ranked two. If they were ranked seventh, the offense was ranked five. And that just goes to show you the Patriots have, you know, even though they've had a strong defense, we're an offensive team at the end of the day. And in the six Super Bowls that Tom Brady won with the Patriots, Five out of the six, they had a stronger offense and defense. One of those five, it's even. They had the number two ranked defense and the number three ranked offense, which, you know, it's technically an edge of the defense, but in essence, it's ultimately the same. So it's like, did the defense hold them or carry them? They helped, but like, it's an offensive team, you know? He's had a better offense more years than not. And this year as well with Tampa, they're a stronger offense than they are a defense. And so I guess the only way, the only place that I would kind of rebut that is when we talk about the regular season, like, yeah, we, we can talk about how great, you know, their, their offense was in the regular season, but we got to remember six games a year, they were going against the AFC East, which was absolute garbage. So that's something that has to be taken into a little bit of account because their division was so horrible for so long. Like this is the best that the AFC East has ever been, and it's the first year that he's not there. But one thing that, because one thing that I did a lot of research on is Tom Brady's games in the Super Bowl, because everybody remembers the rings, but I don't think they remember like what actually happened in a lot of those games. I think they just take it for what it's worth. Now, let's talk about his very first Super Bowl that he won. He won the MVP. First year, you know, so I mean, He's obviously not 20 years in. 145 yards, one TD. I, I mean, I, that's probably one of the worst stat-wise performances that an MVP has ever won in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, that's just one. That's his first. That's his first Super Bowl. Okay, let let let's uh let's just leave that for what it is. But the one that comes into play a lot is Atlanta. Okay. 
That's what everybody wants to bring up is Atlanta because he did throw for 466 yards in that game. James White had three of those touchdowns. James White had the touchdown to tie the game at the end of regulation. James White had the touchdown on the ground in overtime when Tom Brady could not complete a pass in the in the final uh, 10 yards of the drive. And so he did bring the team back. He also did some things that, you know, made the game go a little bit farther than it should have. He could have, they could have gotten, they could have won the game in regulation. He kind of fell short on a couple drives that didn't get there. And James White, I like last year, everybody said that Damian Williams should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. James White should have been the MVP of that Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue with the fact that somebody that scores 20 points single-handedly in a Super Bowl being denied the MVP because he didn't just have three touchdowns. He had a two-point conversion as well. So he scored 20 points, you know, but coming back down 28-3 in just over a quarter, I mean, it is impressive as well. So, you know, who gets the MVP? I could have seen it going either way, you know, but he's the one that led the drives, decided where the ball went, who got the ball. He's the one that handed the ball off to James White or threw him, which scored the points. So it's, I don't know, you know, is what it is. <laughs> yep. And, uh, the defense, they came up with a really big sack in the in the final drive that gave the Patriots the ball back right before they went down and uh, and scored. Um, big time sack by the defense and a holding penalty that pushed Atlanta out of field goal range that literally would have won the game. Um, so little things like that. Edelman on the final catch, uh, on the final drive. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but I watched a lot oh, of highlights. Of course. You remember it, right? You remember of that. Of course. Yeah, that was one of the most amazing catches I ever saw. But you're, you're completely right. What happened in the last 15 minutes of that game was a perfect storm because any play that the defense didn't make, any catch that the offense didn't make, they would have lost the game. It literally was a perfect storm on both offense and defense. And I swear that Edelman got the MVP the next time after that because of that catch. Like, I know he balled out in that next Super Bowl, but I swear, like, that was a catch that was so ridiculous. And triple coverage, catching it, like, this far off the ground, like, that that was wild. And that game wouldn't have been won without that catch. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, quite an insane catch, without a doubt, you know. But that that second Rams Super Bowl was boring as hell you know most most of the Patriots Bowls are fun and exciting but that was boring you got the Gronk catch you know and you got them scoring at the end like yeah it was boring <laughs> and I guess that I mean in in kind of a nutshell I mean it seems like that Super Bowl is I mean it's more telling about Tom Brady's defenses than other years because he, I mean, they only gave up three points. Like he literally, you know, they could have scored two field goals in that game and they would have won. But I just feel like that's what the Patriots defense has been the entire 20 years that he's been there. Like that's what kind of defense the Bucks is like right now that nobody really gives them credit for, even though they balled out last year. And I think 30, I don't know, Jameis Winston threw like, I don't know, like 
10 pick sixes or something like that, like something ridiculous like that. And those points count against the defense. This is true. I mean, ultimately, it's not like they stepped up their defense this year tremendously like they did their offense. Again, their, the Bucks' offense is ranked higher than the defense this year. You know, Jameis Winston played with the same, ultimately the same defense last year, and they were 7-9. You know, this year they're in the Super Bowl because of Tom Brady and the offense. But you're right. You know, that the, the uh, Patriots beat the, beat the Rams. The Rams were a top 10 scoring offense, I believe, like all time or something ridiculous. And they held them to, what, to three points or something insane? Like, that was definitely yep. a defensive one game. I'll give you that. Belichick out, uh, out coached McVay. Hopefully McVay gets another chance because uh, that's tough to go up against the best, uh, you know, coach of all time and, and get shut down like that. But now I got some questions for you, just about two Super Bowls, and we're going to talk about Eli Manning. And I want to I hear the defense against Eli Manning, who, I mean, he's probably only going to be in the Hall of Fame because of beating Brady. Had he beat anybody else besides Brady, I don't even know if anybody would be considering him, um, you know, in the for Hall of Fame right now based on his career. So what are the questions you have about Eli? What, what are my thoughts on him in the Hall of Fame in those games? Well, how can someone who's the greatest of all time lose to someone like Eli, not just once, but twice? And a lot of it was by Tom Brady failing with uh, when he could have iced the game in, in both of those games. So a couple of things factor into that equation. One, nobody's perfect. Everybody, everybody loses. And both those games came down to a one-possession game. And it comes down to peaking at the right time. If you remember in both those Super Bowl runs that the Giants had, they sucked in the regular season. They squeaked into the playoffs with like, you know, 500 records, you know, but it doesn't matter how you start. It matters how you finish. Eli came in hard, strong going into the playoffs, and he beat some of the best teams in the league. You know, in both those years, he beat the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. One of those years, he beat um, – which you call it San Francisco. And I can't, I can't remember the fourth team he beat in order to get the championship games, but homeboy was hot, you know, by no means am I an Eli Manning fan, you know, somebody that finishes career at an even 500 who led the league in interceptions, not once, not twice, but three times. How do you do that? You've got to suck worse than 31 other people in order to accomplish that feat once, and he did it three times. You know, I would never put in the Hall of Fame, but at the end of the day, he's got two rings, and he beat Tom both times, and he peaked at the right time. So, you know, my hat goes off to him, man. Good for you, bro. <laughs> oh, okay. And so Michael said that Wes Welker dropped a ball that cost, a big time, um, cost him big time in that last matchup, not Tom's fault. Tom Brady overthrew Wes Welker, and everyone says that Wes Welker dropped that ball. Wes Welker was wide open, and Tom Brady is one of the most accurate QBs of all time. I don't think that a wide-open Wes Welker having to jump as high as he can and as far as he can, when we're talking about Brady being literally one of the most accurate QBs of all time, should take the blame on that play. What's your thoughts about that? You said who shouldn't take the blame? 
Say that again. Well, Say that last part again. I said I don't think that uh, that Wes Welker should take the blame on that play when Tom Brady pretty much overthrew him. I mean, a smaller guy, but he was wide open. It's not like he threw that into into coverage at all, and he was pretty much jumping as high as he could. Does Wes Welker take all the blame yeah, I mean, on honestly, that? No, no, without a doubt. I mean, I don't remember specifically the the throw you're talking about, but it's you know two parties are involved. Who's got who's more to f fault? You know, whatever each his own. So I'll you know I'll give you that. <laughs> I almost want to pull it up for everybody who doesn't remember because I watched a bunch of highlights Do last it. night. Let me yeah, let me <laughs> see if I can find it here. Get it pulled up on YouTube here. All right, here we go. Let me share my screen here. All right, here we go. Now, I'm not saying that a wide receiver shouldn't catch the ball, but we're talking about the greatest quarterback of all time and the most accurate quarterback of all time. Wes Welker had to make a play on that ball and turn his body all the way around to make a play on it. That's all I'm saying is that when we're literally talking about the greatest, greatest QB of all time, that wasn't one of his best throws. But I thought you didn't think he was the greatest QB of all time. <laughs> I, hey, that's what – I mean, if, if that's what the debate is, I mean, it's little notches like that. That play would have iced the Super Bowl. <laughs> literally would have iced the Super Bowl. And then he has seven rings. That one play would have iced the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a tough contested catch. It Wes Walker had both hands on it. He got the ball where he needed to. Did he hold on to it? No. You know, to me they're both at, at fault in that play. Like I, I'm not gonna say one person's more at fault than the other. That was a tough, hard catch. But whatever, he's got six. I'll take it. Should be seven. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and one, I mean, one of the one of my knocks against Brady is one of my biggest knocks against LeBron. It is that you're not undefeated in the big game. And I'm not saying that someone should lose in the playoffs, you know, versus making the Super Bowl. Because some people have said that, like, oh, she just lost in the championship game. Like, no. But I know that someone who's the greatest of all time isn't going to lose. I mean, that. I mean that's another thing that if you lost, I mean, it doesn't matter how many chances you've had because it's not like they had horrible defenses. They always had great offenses. Like these were teams that were primed to win. And he lost versus the Giants, who Eli pretty much outdueled him. One of those games he got sacked five times. The other game he only got sacked twice. So I know that everyone thinks that he was on his back in both games, but he kind of wasn't. And versus the Eagles and Nick Foles and a backup QB, like I'm going to take that. I'm going to always take that to the bank. Like I, I know that the QBs don't face each other necessarily, 
But you got outdueled by Nick Foles in the uh, in the. You got outdueled by Nick Foles in the Super Bowl, and every time. So hold on. Let me let me let me ask you. Did he get outdueled by Nick Foles, or did the Patriots' defense get outdueled by Nick Foles? If you remember correctly, Tom Brady threw for over five hundred yards that game and still lost. So was it Tom Brady's fault they lost to the defense? Well, my whole argument in the beginning is Tom Brady's never been able to win without a top 10 defense. So that kind of goes inside with that whole argument that if he doesn't have a top 10 defense, he's never been able to put the team on his back to be able to win it, you know, and it may have been a tall task, you know, but he had a lot of games that weren't a tall task and he literally didn't have to do much to win. So, I mean, I just feel like you got to take a little bit of the good with the bad there. It can't just be. Yeah, they did so horrible this time that, you know, it's all on the defense. But every other time the defense did good, Brady gets all the credit. Yeah, I mean, in every Super Bowl getting there, it was a combination of both sides of the ball. It wasn't necessarily that one side carried the other. They were so closely ranked every year that, you know, it, it was it literally was both sides of the ball. And the three Super Bowls they lost. All three of them were a one possession game that came down to like micro plays. And when you get to the Super Bowl nine times, like it's a coin flip. You necessarily can't win them all, you know. And like you said, like, is it better to lose in the wild card, the divisional round, or the championship? Or is it better to lose in the Super Bowl? What would you say? I would say that if you were Joe Montana, would you rather lose in the divisional round or the Super Bowl? Well, I mean, if we talk about someone like Montana, he never did lose the big game. So, I mean, we don't even have to, like, think about that, you know, when it comes to him. And that's why I think that he is the GOAT. And, I mean, let's I could just talk about two of his playoff performances. Um, Super Bowl 26 versus the Broncos. 297 yards and five touchdowns. And then how about versus Dan Marino, outdueling probably the most talented QB of all time. 331 yards and four TDs. Tom Brady did throw for what what year did he throw for four TDs? Um, the year that they the year that they won against Seattle, and Malcolm Butler got the interception on the one yard line. Like so, even that where he had his best game ever, that at least the best game that I think he ever had statistically wise, because he got into the four TDs, did throw two interceptions. That made it a that made it a close game to begin with. But I mean. If they give that ball to Marshawn Lynch, Tom Brady only has five Super Bowl rings, and we all know that that's true. Yeah, yeah. Is that a game they should have won? Definitely not. You know, should they lost both those Giants games? I don't think so. So, I, you know, <laughs> I've chalked it up as taking the good with the bad. I don't think we should have beat the Falcons either, but shit happens. <laughs> you know, and that's football. How many years did Joe Montana play in the league? Let me see how many years it was total. Uh, 1979 to 1994. So what's that? 15 years? Still picking. 15 years. So he won the Super Bowl four times. He made it to the Super Bowl four times, which means he did make it 11 times. So his success rate in making the Super Bowl is roughly 33%. Tom Brady has been there 50% of the time. 
So how do you how do you explain, you know, since he's a perfect porno in the Super Bowl, but he's lost, you know, not getting the Super Bowl? How how can that possibly be superior? Different NFL at the time. The cap wasn't what it was at the time. And if Tom Brady wasn't taking pay cuts to where Bill Belichick. So hold on, hold on. You're right. Different cap, different NFL. Maybe that helped him win those four Super Bowls then? I mean, the teams that he went against, I mean, just the two that I mentioned, I mean, Dan uh, Dan Marino and John Elway, I mean, I, I, we're going to go out on a limb and we're going to say that Tom Brady has never faced a QB or an offense like Joe Montana's faced. Never. He lost to Eli Manning, one of the worst offenses. Really? In- really? Uh, tell, uh, tell me some teams that are going to go down. He's beaten Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Pat Mahomes. Huh? That I mean, that's Say not in the again. Super Bowl. We're, we're we're not talking about playoffs. We're talking about the Super Bowl, and the rings are why Tom Brady is the goat in everybody's mind. So I mean that that's why that's why I go based on Super Bowl performance. Right. Like, tell me a team who ten years from now we're going to be like, damn, Brady beat a fucking really sick ass team. This year, <laughs> if they if they win this year, that's going to shut a lot of people up because this is the best offense that he will have ever faced in the Super Bowl, hands down. The Rams, when he beat the Rams, had a top ten scoring offense all time, and the defense held him to three points. There you go. Okay. Yep. Uh, that was uh, two thousand one. Kurt Warner and the. T- Greatest show on turf. They were the shit. I mean, that was the year that Tom Brady won the MVP by throwing 145 yards and one touchdown. <laughs> I'm sure Kurt Warner <laughs> outdueled him in that game. <laughs> Let, let's just, for shits and giggles, let me go see there. what uh, Kurt Warner's stats were in that Super Bowl. But I know Patriots held them down. I, I know that for sure. But Tom Brady may have even had more than him. There we go. Damn computer's freezing. All right. Let's see. Where is it? I just pulled up Wikipedia. I should have went somewhere else. Okay, here we go. So Kurt Warner threw through for 365 yards, uh, one TD and two interceptions. Obviously their defense wasn't the best. (laughs) (laughs) True. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's always been one of my gripes. Like I feel like Brady's the most accomplished hands down. Like you can't take his team accomplishments away. Football's a bigger team game than literally any game out there, you know. Um, I so, mean, so basketball for sure. I need I need to hear who you think is the good, and what backs it up because 
you know, in order for us to have a debate, like I need, I need more than just Tom. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it, it's Montana. I mean, if, if Montana was playing this day and age with these kind of rules, I mean, you wouldn't be able to touch him. Like Dan Marino, if he was playing this day and age, like, I mean, you wouldn't be able to touch him. He'd be thrown for 6,000 yards, you know, but Montana and, uh, and Bradshaw, if I'm putting, Two guys in there that I think would easily be the GOAT over Tom Brady. It's two guys that went undefeated, 4-0. And for everybody who thinks that their defense, you know, um, was the reason that carried them, like, that, that's just crazy. If we're judging the greatest of all time, you get judged on the greatest stage of all time and the way that you performed in those. And so so let me let me let me ask you this. Joe Montana and Terry Broadshaw both went 4-0 four times, correct? Yeah. Okay. Is it true that Tom Brady went 4-0 six times? No. What, what do you mean? They went 4-0 four times to win the Super Bowl, meaning they won all the games up to the Super Bowl. I'm saying Tom went undefeated six different times, winning six different Super Bowls. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He went undefeated four times to win four titles. Tom did it six times to win six titles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the loss has got to come in there. Other... The, and, I mean. Yeah, you're, so, so hold on. Talking about losses, both Bradshaw and Montana have lost way more times than Tom has. Tom's got 33 playoff wins. The next closest player is who? Your boy, I don't Joe know. Montana. Joe Montana. He's got 16 playoff wins. Tom's got 33. That's Joe Montana times two plus one. How do you defend Joe being better than Tom based on playoff wins when it's important to win? It's just like the basketball, how the basketball debate will always be with LeBron James and Michael Jordan. It comes down to the physicality of the game and how the game has turned into a game of softies right now. You couldn't touch the Q. You can't touch Tom Brady like Joe Montana was able to be touched like back then. And all that comes into play. Points were not scored. Like all, all these records and stuff that Tom Brady has right now. No, nobody counts for inflation, you know. I mean, the NFL just wasn't what it was. And back then, Joe Montana was still putting up, you know, more stats in the Super Bowl than Tom Brady. Even in an NFL, which was more defense-oriented, where these kind of performances weren't happening on a normal basis. Tom Brady pretty much stayed this the is- same consistently. He did not rise to the occasion for the Super Bowl. He actually did worse in the Super Bowl than he probably did in those playoff games. In all six Super Bowls that Tom won, it came down to him having that last possession game and drive. All six Super Bowls. Right, when it comes down to stats, Joe Montana had, definitely has uh, one more interesting stat than Tom. You know, based on touchdowns and interceptions thrown, he, he throws 0.83 interceptions per game. Tom's about 0.62. So Joe Montana's got the edge there. He throws more interceptions on a per-game basis to touchdowns than Tom does. I'll give him that. That's off to Joe Montana. And why don't we talk about 2007? If they would have won that game in 2007, I wouldn't be here talking about this right now. And that was the year that they had the most powerful (laughs) offense ever. If they won the Super Bowl in 2007 and they went 17-0 – 
he would be the GOAT on literally the greatest team of all time. And they lost. And he had Randy Moss. Can you imagine if Joe Montana only threw one touchdown to, Jer- to Jerry Rice in each touchdown game? They wouldn't have won. It's a good point. Joe Montana had Jerry Rice for all four of his rings. Tom Brady had Randy Moss for zero of his rings. Can you name the receivers that helped him the most in the rings that he did won? No, let's talk – before we move on to that, we need to talk about the game that he lost with Randy Moss. If okay, I'm you're right. a quarterback, you're right. If I'm a quarter, if I'm a quarterback and I have a Hall of Fame wide receiver, the receiver that made me have my best season ever, would I figure out how to force feed that guy, or would I make excuses on why I can't throw it to him? Because that's all we're gonna do in this whole debate is make, you know, excuses on why he didn't throw it to one of the greatest Hall of Fame wide receivers of all time. Because if they won that game. You and I are not here having this conversation. It's not even a debate whether he's the GOAT or not. So him having the one perfect season, them making one additional catch makes all the difference. You realize he's won, what, three rings since then? He's yeah, and I've given since you the game in 07. And I've given you so the, the reason. The fact that those seasons – weren't undefeated you're saying if he won that undefeated season and retired with rings he'd be the goat he lost that game and has been to five super bowls since won three rings but he's still not the goat that doesn't make any sense he's been in a super bowl in three separate decades you know he's been the reigning nfl mvp three times you know how many quarterbacks have more nfl mvps than he does how many do joe montana have not three, Probably, but two. I, One player that has more than he does, Peyton Manning. Will he catch him? Probably not. But the NFL MVP award goes to the best player any position. He's got it three times. Does the is the NFL? How long has like Tom Brady been the favorite like player for the NFL? Like how long has he been like the poster boy for the NFL? I wouldn't necessarily call him the poster boy. I live oh. in New England. Outside of New England, the rest the rest of the country is like you, Brady haters. <laughs> Lies. You Lies. Know? You're right. He's Lies. pretty. He's proper. He's dating Giselle. You know, he, he's modest. He says everything right. You know, he, you know he's, he's been the poster boy at least 15 years. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> So that's all I'm saying. The MVP, it doesn't necessarily always go to the best player. It goes to the best player that the NFL wants to, or you know, that they want the person to represent the NFL for that year. But when we're talking about the greatest of all time, he has great performances. You don't nitpick the best performances. You nitpick his worst performances because when you're great, you don't have bad performances. That's the thing. When you are the greatest and you are being held literally at the highest standard of everyone, you are based on your flaws, not just everything good that you did. It's both. And he fell short a handful of times, especially versus Eli in 2007. They had the better offense. They had the better defense. And he fell short on offense because the defense held him down. Eli. <laughs> Tom Brady's been in the season now 21 years, 10 Super Bowls. The NFL has been around for 55 years. Tom Brady has been 18% of the Super Bowls. 
35 of those Super Bowls, 64% were played before he even got in the NFL. How do you mess with that? And then he goes from the Patriots to the Tampa Bay Bucks. They have no, you know, training camp. They have no preseason. He has a new team, new coach, new players, new playbook. He just gets to know them. First time in the NFC, and he makes the, you know, makes the Super Bowl again. All those people saying he was a system quarterback. It was a Patriot way. Anybody else could have done it. For him to do what he did this year should bitch slap everybody that thinks it was he was a system quarterback and it was just a Patriot way. So his three interceptions in the conference championship, that's, uh, that, that's showing how good he is on the grand stage? He had three interceptions. He won the game. It's about wins, not losses or, or metrics. Like... They if Aaron Rodgers helped without a doubt, you know, if Aaron Rodgers threw Rogers three won. interceptions, I'm sure they wouldn't have even been in that game. The defense actually held down Aaron Rodgers every interception that Brady gave up. Yeah, you're right. They did. <laughs> so what? He's in the Super Bowl and about to win another ring. Top to bottom, I mean, I don't think that anybody respects the Bucks' offense because Jameis Winston threw for 30 interceptions last year. Like, literally from top to bottom, there is – I don't even think there's one roster from top to bottom that is better than the Bucks right now, and that includes the Chiefs, which are way more top-heavy. Yeah, I'll give you that. I, I, I haven't seen such a stacked team probably ever. It Give me – recollections of golden state when Ken Durant came over there to the super team. And I'm like, Holy shit. You know, how are they not going to do this? But they had a lot of identity issues going into the season, kind of pulled it together. They lost to Kansas city week 12, 27, 24, and have been on a seven zero run since. And they're a completely different team now than they were back then. So, you know, uh, definitely the most anticipated Super Bowl for me personally in my entire life, other than that. Oh, seven season that I still cry about at night. <laughs> and, no and no matter what anybody thinks about me being a Brady hater or whatever, I'm super excited about him going into this Super Bowl and we actually get to see him and Patrick Mahomes square off in the big dance because, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's not going against Patrick Mahomes on the field, but that's the scenario. We're talking about, someone said it earlier, you know, old lion versus young lion, you know. Smartest, most accomplished player probably in the league of all time versus the most talented QB that we've literally ever seen, no matter what, who I'm not saying he's the GOAT already. I agree. I, I, no, I agree with that. We've, we've never been a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes in our entire life, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what he brings now and in the future for sure. And either way, I, I'm glad that we got to have this debate. I don't know how long you've had. I figured, you know, we'd probably cut it off like 45 minutes to an hour and we're kind of getting up there right now. I, I want to do more debates like this. I mean, Tom Brady, he's a hot button. I, I knew that some people would want to watch. So Super Bowl, it was just a good time to have this. But, um, yeah, man, I definitely want to have you back on. Maybe we'll debate some other stuff too. And at the end of the day, I, I still think that a GOAT debate is an opinion-based bait debate that, I don't know, I, I'm here to have fun. I, I don't think no matter what, there's really any winners or losers. Everybody's still going to have their own opinion when we're all leaving anyways. 
Yeah, I agree. It comes down to the metrics you analyze things on. So it's good to cover the bases and talk different topics. And uh, yeah, I'd definitely be down to come on some other time. Cool. Um, let me see. So I, that, I've been kind of avoiding the comments. Usually I put them up here, but I've been uh, focused on just talking to you and looking at all the things that I already had up here. But uh, Kai Lee, who's been going kind of crazy, said, how do I call in? You can hit me up on the... <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> Oh, nice. You know, Kai? Nice. Perfect. Yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> nice. Well, you can connect me and him on Facebook and we can figure out how to get him on, you know, and uh, All right. All <laughs> well, right. we get another debate. I want to try to do it a couple times a month, maybe once or twice a month, just, uh, you know, get some, get some off-season talk going and... Yeah, but that's funny. Nice. All right. So Kai's one of your boys. I see a bunch of comments in here from him. I didn't get to uh <laughs> I didn't get to see them all. All good. <laughs> all right, let me see. Uh Peter said when, uh, when did you become a Patriots fan? Me? Yeah, you. So I I mean I, I yeah, I was born, you know, in New England. I've lived in and around Boston my whole life. So it's just like, it's just been my team. I've been fortunate to be around, you know, a winning organization. It's just, that, that's where I'm from. So it's my home team. Nice. I'm in San Diego, California. So for the, I mean, until the Chargers left and went to LA, I was a Chargers fan. So I, I got a little bit of hatred towards Brady when it comes to the AFC and how literally the AFC has had to go through him or Peyton Manning, you know, the entire time uh, uh, Chargers had LT and, you know, they're different. Uh, I know, teams. I know, I know. They had LT, they had some good runs, but they could never make it. <laughs> and I'll tell you, the, the year that still sticks out to me is 2006, the year when Patriot, uh, when pretty much when Belichick outdueled freaking Marty Schottenheimer. Do you remember that game? off my head i don't remind so, me <laughs> it was one of the years you guys lost you know to not make the super bowl it was uh it was the year that peyton manning won the super bowl um uh versus the bears so chargers were the number one team in the division or in the league uh that year 14 and 2 had the first round by number one seed the patriots were the number four seed and i believe they went up against baltimore and it was like a crazy ass game they barely uh, squeaked it out to win the game and then came uh, into town to play the Chargers. And the Chargers, like, just fucked everything in that game off. And uh, and it, it did. At the end of the game, it came down to Tom Brady having the ball at the end of the game. And, you know, he went down and they, uh, they had – I don't know if it was a field goal or a touchdown. It almost doesn't matter. But the Chargers made, like, like 10 individual plays that, like, just – you know, the one play lost the game itself. And then to have like 10 of those things like equal up to where it just gave Brady the ball with two minutes left, you know, and Brady got it done. <laughs> 62 game winning drives, including the playoffs. <laughs> A number that's probably never going to be touched like ever, even by Patrick Mahomes or, you know, and probably never be touched. Yeah. That's insane. Brady's good. I think, 300 wins now including postseason like that's just wild 
And no team's going to have a run like he had because nobody – I mean, you know, I say that him taking the, the pay cuts is a knock against him because the greatest of all time shouldn't have to take pay cuts to make your team stronger. But by doing that, I mean, that's what extended his legacy and made it to what it is now because he doesn't do that. His teams aren't as good. And if he doesn't take pay cuts, who knows if he stays in New England for those 20 years. Yeah, it's true. Nobody else has ever done that <laughs> that, that I know of. <laughs> yeah, nobody really wants to either. So even Brady doesn't really want to anymore. Like I'm sure that he's uh, I'm sure that he liked it for as long as it was. But I, I got excited for him at the beginning when, of the season. When, when your net, when your wife has net worth more than twice what you make, and you're Tom Brady. You're good. <laughs> she's the bre- she's the breadwinner. Imagine that you're, you're you're Tom Brady coming home. Your woman's the breadwinner. <laughs> you're just playing with house money. That that's all it is. You're just playing with that's house it. money. It's house it's house money. He wants hardware, man. He doesn't he doesn't need another check. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, all right, buddy. Um, it was good talking with you. Um, we'll be talking again later. Um, maybe talk to Kai, see if he wants to come on. I mean, really the debate that I want to have, uh, the, the one's going to get everyone riled up is LeBron versus Jordan. Uh, I really want to find someone who, uh, who actually knows their shit about LeBron who wants to come uh, come talk about that. That'll be interesting. I can do a little digging. I now live in Chicago, so I'm very entrenched. Uh, in Jordan, Jordanism. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet that's the one, you know, one of the few areas like around the country that like, yeah, nobody there will say that LeBron is the GOAT. <laughs> it's a great, it's a, it's such a good topic because I believe that GOAT debate is closely matched for so many different reasons. They're completely different players, different eras, have accomplished different things, but that is, that's a great debate. Like, I don't even know which way, Lynn. I, I love Jordan. You know, at the end of the day, if I wanted a player on my team to win the game at the end of the day, it would be Jordan. But the stats and what LeBron has done and just the fact you can put him in any position and his durability, it's just nobody's ever seen anything like that in the NBA ever. So it's it's hard to compare the two. <laughs> yep. And uh, that, that's what I want someone who's actually like really passionate about it too. Like who really knows. Cause I'm someone who I've always been defending Jordan against like the millennials who like saw LeBron win. And I don't know, he was labeled the goat before he even won a championship. Like that's another reason why, like when it comes to the football debate, usually the same people that are saying Tom Brady is the goat for his rings say that LeBron James is the goat and it has nothing to do with rings. So I didn't want to mix the two into this one, but usually that's what uh, I always like to see where they are on that side of the equation too. Cause I feel like a lot of people are living in the moment and will say whatever in front of their face is the greatest of all time. Cause they're literally witnessing it. And so if someone actually res- says that I respect it. State I'd like to watch. I'm definitely not a basketball guy, so I'll, I'll sit and eat popcorn while I watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, MathQuest said, I commented, uh, Mike D, for having the audacity to come on the debate live on YouTube. There are many who will merely hurl insults anonymously on social media. I have much respect for you. So there we go. That's MathQuest giving a shout out to you. 
Thank you, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, bud. So, man, an hour down. I think it was a good debate. Um, everybody, throw your comments in. What did you think? Who won the debate? I, I still think either way. I'm going to think what I'm going to think. Mike's going to think what he's going to think. Hopefully, I brought up a couple stats that uh, changed some people's mind, opened some people's eyes. But get ready. The next debate is going to be the Jordan versus LeBron. And if anybody wants in, I am on the Jordan side of things. So being on the LeBron side of things, bring it on. Let's get it on. I'm uh, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'll see you later. Mike, hang out for Sounds one second. Good. You got it. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, I'm on the grind. Yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live out my hustle. It don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies. Make money, make money, money, money. I want to find a thing to save my life. So I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me. No, it ain't over for me. Okay, let's go smoke that joint.